Hello, wrestling fans. This is Quinn Christmas. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we're smack dab along ringside and son of a gun. We are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Review podcast and Great Caesar's Ghost. We've got a great episode today, Quentin. <laughs> oh, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, hey, I told you I did a little uh, did a little homework myself. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get my opening and then we can go into, <laughs> go into that. All right. Today, this is going to be show number 36. Uh, CWA Memphis TV show from September 5th, 1987. So that means it was taped in Memphis back in August 29. Yeah, I'm messing that up. Yeah, my tongue just got like, yeah, I couldn't get. Uh, the 29th, 1987. I, just, ugh, I can't even talk. All of a sudden, my tongue just went crazy. Anyway, so. Do you need an EpiPen? What's that? Do you need an EpiPen? Yeah, I need something. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's taped in Memphis on August 29, 1987.'ll uh, get the regular show opening, the video music and all that stuff and go to the desk and we have Dave and looks like <laughs> the biggest biggest announcer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That'd be a sports anchor and sports director, and also the voice of the Memphis Tigers, Big Jack Eaton. Oh man! <laughs> and he knows absolutely nothing about wrestling. No, he doesn't. He, he is. He, yeah, he don't have no thing about it. And um, and he proves it. He 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 proves it to us. <laughs> oh me! So uh, Dave says uh, Lance is off today. So he and um, he's got. His buddy Jack Eaton, which they you know they work together at at the TV studio. Um, I was thinking, Action News Five. I was thinking, why didn't they have Randy Hales? I don't think Randy Hales was there either. I'll I'll and I'll tell you why I'm thinking that a little later in the the program today. <laughs> uh, so Jack Eaton is going to give us the card for today, the show. <clears throat> He starts talking so fast, I had to rewind a couple of times because he was, he was like, boom, 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 boom. He goes, we've got the Rock and Roll RPMs, Rocky Johnson, Nasty Boys, the Commission. I, I can remember what he said, when he said the Commission, I said, what's he saying? I, had to re I kept rewinding it. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis. And then um, goes back to Dave, and Dave cuts us to a break. But yeah, he, he was, you can tell he, he's, um, he's trying really hard. <laughs> And it's kind he, of, he is absolutely trying, but he has no clue about anything about wrestling. He doesn't know who any of the people are or anything. Yeah, he, he knows select a couple of them, select few. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he knows Lawler yeah. and Dundee. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, not a clue. And I think he, and Jeff, because I'm sure he's seen Jeff many times at the studio with his dad, you know, through the years. Well, not when he's young, young, but, you know. These teenage years and stuff. All right, so I come back to the studio and I try to find out, listen, to see what that rock and roll RPM song was. But he was talking. I couldn't hear. I couldn't. I couldn't hear hear the when it goes into the lyrics. I couldn't hear it. So because he starts announcing them where they're from and everything while they're walking to the ring. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something getting used to because. Uh... You know, Lance and Dave had a certain way they do things, yeah. and 
Jack Eaton uh, did not get that memo. Yeah, because they're like they're, they're like barely getting in the camera. He's already talking about their, their who they are and where the what what cities are from. I'm like, you know, I was trying to listen to because I remember the song, but I'm just I'm trying to when I hear the lyrics, I can place it. It's just that it, yeah, he he was talking over him so. Uh, so it's Rock and Roll RPMs against Greg Johnson and David Wilson. We saw Greg Johnson. I mean, Greg Jones. I, 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 I yeah. was about to say, I thought it was Greg Jones. Yeah, sorry about that. Greg Jones. And we saw Greg Jones last week. Sometime we saw David Wilson. And man, he was probably the most skinniest jobber I've seen on there in a long time. He uh, he could eat a sandwich. It wouldn't hurt him. <laughs> or two. <laughs> they need to take him down there to Dyer's and soak him and leave him. Funnel some that grease. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he did get fat. And, and then take him to Gus's chicken for dessert. There you go. <laughs> all right, so Jack O'Hoon's going to be a referee for all the matches today. Uh, Lane and uh, Jones start, and they start with the heat. Well, they should because, you know, if it was somebody different, like Freezer or somebody, but these guys, you know. Yeah, they got so this is where I realize Jack Eaton knows nothing about wrestling because he's like, this looks pretty evenly matched. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. You'll be sorely disappointed, Jack. Yeah, he was, he, he didn't have, it's like, did they, it's like he showed up at, you know, 1050 and then got his hair done and walked out there, <laughs> put his jacket on and walked out there. It's like no, you know, show prep or anything. <laughs> It's just like, hey Jack, you like basketball? Uh, you know when the uh, generals play the Globetrotters? Yeah, it's about like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of punching and kicking. Uh, at one point, um, I think it was Lane threw uh, Jones in the ropes, and when he come up, he hit the ropes and he came off and he fell. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be a back out elbow by Tommy Lane, yeah. and. Lane went down, and so so did whichever jobber was in the ring. And he could say, a, a, I think it was Dave, but you just hear, uh. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jones. It was Jones still in there. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, it was, he's going for the, he went, he's going to give him an elbow, back elbow. <laughs> and then they, they grab him and just take him over there and throw him in his corner to tag Wilson. So they tag Wilson, then Davis just pulls him in and starts beating on him. And then they hit, a, uh, for the finish, was a um, off the second rope uh, heart attack, wasn't it? Yep. So that was, um, for 87, that was pretty, you know, because what the, what, 86 when the foundation started, the heart foundation? Yeah. So, so it was still a fairly used, you know, fairly new move, you know, in wrestling. You know. Yeah, and they do it off the second. And they, they did it off the second, too, so that was really good. For the, that was what the... Like, Even though I think the worst heart attack looked better than that, because that was not pretty. Yeah, I wouldn't tell. It's probably the first time they did one. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, they got the win. Uh, let me go over to my notes real fast. The RPMs look good, I thought. They're still looking. They they look really good. Yeah, their their tan's starting to fade. But you know. <laughs> All right, you want to? I'm gonna do. There's uh, a little part of my homework. Oh crap! Where'd I put my paper? Hold on. Oh, I got it right in front of me. Dummy, gosh. Uh, tell me your dog ate it. 
I wish. I mean, I'd still have my dog. But anyway, um, the um, uh, RPMs come from world class. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and makes sense. There's some in Texas. They were down in that world class working. Uh, so they uh, they got finished up down there and they came back. So, okay. Let's see my notes here. All right. Yeah, they they look they're still looking good. Like I said, this only the second week back, and I like what they're doing with them. They're not throwing them right in the top spot, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, they're letting them beat some people. Yeah, let, let, them, them, let them you know get some wins under them, build them back up. Yeah, build them back up because, like I said, when they left back, you know, February March, man, they were burnt out. The fans were tired of them too. You, t- you know, it was just it was you know it was time for them to go and it. And that is, I think it's good. I'm going to build them back up. So just bring them back in and throw them right back up top. You know, give them a little more life in their run, too. So, uh, so that was that match. Uh, then we get... <laughs> oh, man. Then we get the... Get Bubba and the Prince come out to the desk. <laughs> uh, they give an interview. Bubba says that uh, he respects Dave... <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's buttering Dave up. Yeah. <laughs> he respects Dave, and uh, he couldn't be responsible for what happened, like, uh, at the costume, like, uh, like those dirt bags Lance, Lance Russell and Eddie Marlin had done. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, well, he said call Sim, so I said, well, I guess, well, that I guess that match went all the way around the loop, so the dance gimmick. <clears throat> so... He said he was robbed. He said he's a much better dancer than Rocky Johnson. Uh, he said he had more soul in his little finger than Johnson has in his whole body. Did he say that last week? Yeah, he, he said that a few times. Okay. Um, I want to go uh, and talk about how in-depth he got on how much he was robbed. Yes, I, I, I enjoyed his conspiracy of them taking speakers and taking audio recordings of booze, which he also threw in there was from the University of Memphis football games. Yeah. <laughs> and playing those when he danced. Yeah, he said and they he said he danced, they turned it on and all the booze. And it would kill me is like he he said they went and got speakers of like I think the Coliseum has speakers, Bubba. <laughs> Well, they needed more. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, you know, maybe you know Nashville. Yeah, they had one speaker. I mean, I could, yeah. But he said Coliseum. He just said the arena. You know, at the at the arena, I think it'd been better because yeah, Nashville had I think what one speaker. <laughs> so it'd been better if, it, if he would have said at the arena this week. You know, but yeah, he went in detail. <laughs> he went all in detail about it. And um, what did he say? Uh, he said they taped all the booze, and he said when they played it, it sounded like there was 100,000 people in the co- in the, the Coliseum booing him that night. <laughs> yeah. And he said there was only eight to 10,000 people there, and they all loved me. <laughs> and here's the thing. <laughs> well, he's fixing to get a few pops. He was, yes. you know, he was actually, I mean, I was actually kind of shocked. So he started, you know, he's talking about this whole thing, and and then he says that um, he wants to show everybody live that you know his dance moves, and uh, he wants his all his hundred thousand of fans to call in to, to call right in to the studio, 
He says he's gonna talk to the people upstairs in the up in the control room, and they're gonna they're going to um, give him the opportunity to show everybody uh, on live TV <laughs> or something like that his his um, dance moves. So they hit the lights. Oh, real quick, well, you missed the best line of this entire promo. Did I? I, I what I missed? Uh, Bubba is going to give us a little bit of swervice and a little bit of service. No, he didn't. I didn't miss yes, that. Yes, he did. How <laughs> did I miss Bro, that? Bro, I, I, I rewound it because I wanted to make sure I heard it right. <laughs> And then I rewound it three more times, laughing my butt off. Oh, man. How did I miss that? Dang. Oh, me. That is... Oh, man. I can't, I can't believe I missed that. I'm about to just go back and that show and just fast forward to that part. <laughs> yeah, they put they, dip, they cut the lights, put a spotlight on him, and they hit his music. And it looks good, by the way. Yeah, it does. Like, it up like that. It yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, they, yeah, they cut the lights out, put the spotlight right on him. And, he's, and they hit his music, and he starts dancing. It basically say he does the same dance. I mean, he can, he can move for big dude, but yeah, it was basically the same dance. The music's still not censored. It's still, it's still on, yeah, it's, they hit um, the music, it's still uncut. <laughs> so, uh, of the dances he did, because he had to go a little bit longer than he normally does. Yeah, he did. I, I saw a average drunk guy robot. <laughs> I saw a wave. I saw a cabbage patch. <laughs> at one point, I saw an attempt at Pee Wee Herman's tequila dance. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, I mean, he couldn't get his arms back. <laughs> and it amazed me just how serious and cool Brickhouse Brown was in the background. He just nodding with the, with the groove. With yeah, yeah, just nodding, moving a little bit with the beat. Yeah. Never cracked a smile. Uh -oh. and, and he is a pro. I know, I've been laughing. My body been cracking up. I'd have lost it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, um, man, I was sitting there like, if he would have broke out the worm. <laughs> oh, bro, yeah. If he could have been over. the worm, he would have been a baby face. Yeah. Because when they cut it off, Man, he got a pop, dude. There was it's about. It, I, I would say it was fifty fifty. It was close. It was really close to fifty fifty. Yeah, and it, was, it, it was, was shocking. It was it, it was at least forty five fifty five. Maybe like I said, maybe in fifty. It was like I was like, dang, he just turned baby face. <laughs> Here's the thing: it would, they would not have got that reaction if there was a baby face out there with them. If Rocky Johnson would have been out there. No, with no, them. no, no. No, but unopposed like that, yeah. he entertained the people. So yeah, they're they're going to pop for him. Like I say, like last week, everybody loves a a, a big fat guy acting goofy. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, he got a pop. But yeah, it was good. And he and Dave was like, all right, everybody, if you like Bubba's dancing, right in care of the station. <laughs> Your station, you're watching this. So. And took me I'm, back. I'm I was glad like, he did that, and not just doing Memphis's address. Yeah, that's what I like because you just always Memphis. I always get this the their Union. They've got the Union Street address. I'm like, I'm glad they actually went generic, and you know, and said he said, you know, wherever you're watching this from, you know, right into your TV station. It's I like that because usually every time everything's always, you know, they give an address. It's for the station there in Memphis. So I like that. It was. But yeah, Dave. Dave looked like he was wanting to laugh, but 
he he you can tell when he's one he'll get a little smirk, you know. That's about, yeah, well, and he's got such a big smile, the a little smirk gives it away on yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> so they cut the break, and uh, we go to Dave at the desk. And he's giving us the Evansville show, the car, the yeah, the Evansville show, yeah, Evansville card. Ah, can't talk. Um, is that what me think? Randy Hells wasn't there. Um. Because they would have plugged Randy into that spot. Yeah, yeah. usually when Lance ain't there, Randy Hales does the the inserts for the towns. And uh, it was Dave at the desk. Um, this is for the Evansville Wednesday night, September 9th, 1987. Evansville calls him in Evansville, Indiana. He plugs um, Huntingburg, Indiana. But he doesn't plug, plug Oli Dick. So did they drop Oli Dick? It's never a good sign when you drop Holy Dick. <laughs> now because you lose your push. <laughs> I mean, maybe they they didn't think there would be much excitement about Holy Dick. <laughs> maybe they thought running a show at Holy Dick would be subpar. <laughs> you got any more? <laughs> show like that to, to just drop I, I thought Oli Dick would be big <laughs> oh we have lost it dude <laughs> I'm just saying like a town like Oli Dick you could really grow <laughs> it was a pretty small town to begin with I don't think you grow too much listen sometimes sometimes the crowd in those small towns is just the biggest all right, I'm done. All right, all right. <laughs> Good, because I was running out of them. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. That was, um, and this is kind of, they basically, you know, usually they do the, they'll do a heel insert. Oh, uh, I missed a good opportunity for one with pop. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, these, you know, the, the first one's usually the heels, then the the second insert's usually the full card, and the, then the third one's usually the baby faces. But I think they used the same one for the whole thing, didn't they? For all three? Um, well, no. They the, the first one, they actually told us the matches. Yeah, okay. And, but then after that, and then they went into detail about Huntingburg. After that, it, I think the second the second and third were the same. Okay. I know something was, was yeah, okay, that was right. Um, all right, so yeah, they, so, oh, man. So he, he starts out, like I say, they plugs the uh, spot show in Huntingburg. Uh then he um, says, Wednesday night is going to be War Games Battle Royal weapons match. Didn't we talk, didn't I say something about War Games last week? Um, not last week, I believe it was, no, it was last week, yeah. I'm sorry, because of the War Match. Yeah, War Match. So this week, they uh, just, Yeah, so instead of ri- kind of ripping off the name, they're just like, we're going to steal it. Yeah, they just went on with full, full-fledged with it this week, didn't they? <laughs> Yeah, you know that war game thing you like? We have a match like that too. Yeah. It's nothing like the other one. Yeah, exactly. It's totally different. <laughs> okay, so they, they don't just have a. They, technically, they have a match, but they have a whole night for this match. Yeah. So it just ugh. um. So basically, what it is they have the the they have the set of matches, and each one has uh, a gimmick they can use. And whoever wins that 
match, they get to take their gimmick to the last match of the night is a battle royal. I really hope I'm in the gun match. <laughs> well, I hope you win. We better hope you win. Oh, yeah, I hope, I hope, good, good point. I hope I win the gun match. Yeah, I hope you win the gun match. <laughs> if you're not in it, I hope you win it. But So every time, if you, whoever wins their singles match or tag, whatever match they're in, um, they get to take their gimmick to the battle royal. So, but he didn't explain, so, um, so there's going to be people in there without the gimmicks in the battle royal too, right? Uh, yes, that's what it sounds like. Okay, so, if you pick up somebody else's gimmick, do you get disqualified and kicked out of the battle royal? I, I doubt that. I think, you know, it'll be, they'll put heels over early in the night, and then at the very beginning of the battle royal, the baby faces will kick them in the gut and steal their gimmick. That's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> okay, so that's basically basically the the gist of the uh, war games, uh, battle royal weapons match whole card gimmick. Do you want to get the whole card? Sure, let's do this. Right. <laughs> uh, we've got a cowbell match: Bobby Jaggers versus John Paul. So Bobby Jaggers into the territory at least for one night. Yep. We've got a chain on a pole: Bill Dundee versus Tommy well, Lane. Oh, he didn't say pole this one though, did he? Yes. Okay. What there was one? There was one. He said it was. It was um, didn't say it was on a pole. Um, I don't think all. I don't think all of them are on the pole. Some of them they start with them. Well, some one of them he said it, on this one it wasn't on a pole, but later on he said it was. Um, which one was it? I think it might have been Tracy's. The, the hot stick match. Yeah. I think it's what it was on this one. He didn't say it's on a pole, but like the later when the when he did the thing, he said it was going to be on a pole. Um, maybe. I put on a poll, but I might have just used common sense. Um, so, before we get the traces, we've got a hickory switch match. <laughs> Billy Travis versus King Carl Fergie. So, basically what they're doing is, whatever gimmick you had in the, the war match, you got to hold on to it for another week, because we're going to get another match out of yeah. it. Um, I really want to see this hickory stick match. I bet it's just them with, with twigs running around in circles, hitting each other in the butt. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this, this is uh, going to be stupid. A, a, chain, a cowbell can beat you. A chain can beat you. Uh, a hickory stick's just going to be annoying. Yeah. Uh, we've got a hot stick on a pole, or this one is a cattle pride. And you're right, he did just say a hot stick match. Yeah. Um, but it's Tracy Smothers versus Mike Davis. Um, I would like to see it without the uh, without the pole, so it's just two guys with the, with the cattle prods just yeah. tasting each other. Um, let's see, we got a kendo stick match, and this one is not on a pole. Specifically, both guys should start out with kendo sticks. Well, here's the thing. You wouldn't need a pole with Goliath. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. So it's Jeff Jarrett versus the mighty Goliath. <laughs> you wouldn't need a pole um, with him. <laughs> we have a boxing glove match, Rocky Johnson versus Big Bubba. Uh, again, I'm going to say the same thing I said about the war match. It's stupid that your gimmick <laughs> is putting pads over your hands. <laughs> I know, I was like, they brought the boxing, the, the, the one, you know, I can see, if you're going to... Say, say brass knuckles, say brass knuckles, so something. you got a guy who can already punch really good, yeah. and then you put brass knuckles on him. Yeah, something besides <laughs> boxing gloves again, come on. <laughs> Oof, alright. Uh, and I, they, they try to build it up, and it's so funny to me, they're like, oh, he, he was a really good boxer, he can knock you out, I'm like, he can do it without him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easier. Yeah. Uh, we got we got a strap match, um, which I can't 
if he specified during this or he specified in a later one, but it's Bad Company, Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaga versus the Nasty Boys, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. So what it is, and again, I don't remember if he specified during this local promo or later on in the show, uh, all four guys are going to start with leather straps. Yeah, I don't think he said it, in the, he didn't say it, uh, uh, but yeah, they, I think when they talked about it at the studio later in the program, they mentioned it, but I don't think he did any of the... Um, the uh, plug uh, city, the town plugs. I don't think yeah, and then it. your main events, the battle royal to follow. Um, when they did say the strap match, though, I immediately went to Piper Valentine, and I, I'm sitting here thinking. So the partners will go to the go into the ring with a leather strap between their necks, and they'll just like run the ropes and clothesline everybody in the ring with it. Be what now? When he first said strap match, before I knew that they all had straps in their hands, uh-huh. I'm thinking like a tag team strap match, right? With a strap around the neck. I don't see. Like, so, I don't see straps around the neck. Um, Piper and Valentine from Starcade. Or was a that chain. another dog collar? The same thing. Like I, I've seen it with a strap as well. Oh really? Um, huh. But so I'm like, so are they going to cut win and then be strapped together? Yeah. <laughs> and just clothesline the entire ring just run back and forth <laughs> that'd be funny <clears throat> that would be funny as you think about it <laughs> oh me dang um so here's the thing about um this uh, the uh the uh Evansville card um where's the this whole thing it's it's gimmicked up like this the stupid dream match garbage they had last month. Yes, it reminds me of too much, so I don't like it. It reminds me of the the, the dream match card, and they just want to hey maybe maybe you know the weapons thing the war match maybe it popped the house so they're like it's the weapons that drew it. Yeah, but you can't do it back to back. This has got Jerry Jarrett written all over it, dude. That's why I think him and Law are, are co booking now. Because this has got both of them written all... Uh, both these shows and bits and pieces. Of, you know what I'm saying? It's like some of the show has got Lawler written all over. Some like, This is Jerry Jarrett gimmicked up right here. Um, speaking of Lawler, he's, Lawler wasn't on the, on the Evansville show. Don Bass wasn't on the Mark Starr. Okay, Lawler and Bass are feuding over the Southern title. Why in the world are they not on this... So the war and wasn't he the one that started this war game last week? Yep. Why in the world wasn't he on the card? Him and Don Bass. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't. You're right. I mean, unless unless Lawler wanted, you know, was doing something with the AWA. I doubt it, because he he got the belt, so he only goes up there, you know, once in a blue moon. And you think about it, he wasn't on the studio where they the segment where they do this on the studio. Uh, he wasn't in it, so it means he wasn't going to be even the Memphis part on the Memphis show doing it. Yeah, oh no, that's, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, that's the only thing I could think of, unless he just was off that week for some reason. But don't really see Jerry taking time off. Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> I just had a thought. What? <laughs> it is back to school time. Oh God! Okay. 
Yeah, we're getting kicked off. Steph. <laughs> Allegedly. <clears throat> what? Allegedly. I didn't say anything. No, you didn't, but still. <laughs> I'm, I'm covering my bases. That's right, you're still work now. You, you're probably running to him. Put the heat on me. He don't even know who I am. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like anybody listens to this show anyway. <laughs> I, I was worried about lawyers. I wasn't worried about him. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly what? Allegedly, we go to the backstage interview with Big Jack Eaton and Rocky Johnson. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm saying this, you know, it's, 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 the, it's. School's back. Houses are down. Fairs in towns. He, yeah. he slows his schedule down. That's what I'm saying. I don't, well, hey, I, don't, don't. I don't know what you're insinuating. <laughs> Everybody knows the houses when school starts back. The houses drop for the first month. Everybody oh, knows yeah, that. that. That's why they did student night last week. Yeah, see? I don't know. You need to get your mind out of the gutter, man. Come on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really showed. I was like, man, they should have let Dave did these. Because I was like, man, that just... But I think everybody in Memphis knows how big the guy is. But on the Loop Towns, we're like, why ain't this guy, why didn't this guy wrestle? <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, it just makes... He, yeah, he... Woo, man. Yeah, Rocky Johnson's a big man. But yeah. Jack Eaton is definitely Big Jack. Oh, my God. Man, he... And he just, he's he's not just tall. He's tall and just big bone, dude. He is just a big, just big dude. Whew. It was, mm. Yeah, I, um, did you notice, um, they, they had the, um, that, I don't know what you call it. It's not like a screen, more like a, kind of like a, I don't know what this, uh, like a, not a chalkboard, but some kind of like thing. Like a, I guess it's like a bulletin board type, like a chalkboard but with a bulletin board on it instead. Did you notice it was pulled up almost all the way covering the baby face uh, uh, dressing room door there? Oh, they're probably getting tired of Billy Travis getting their time. <laughs> I know. I was looking. I was like, well, they really got that blocked off. You can't see Billy Travis getting some. <laughs> yeah, it was noticeable too because it was like it was pulled off. I mean, it was because when he. You could see, it, yeah, it was, you had to walk around it when you come out of the bay, and yeah, they had it pulled up <laughs> there. They was afraid one of the hills would walk over there when they wouldn't, and when you wouldn't pay attention and walk over there <laughs> while they're filming, you know. Um, but yeah, that, and so Johnson, uh, he, uh, he, he, he did his little, he did the, his little rhyme thing at the beginning this time. So he just does it at the end, but. He said, what did he say? Um, something about Bubba's got it up. Talking about Bubba dancing up top, but he don't have, he couldn't, his feet don't move. What was it? What did he say? He, he said, Bubba is heavy in the seat, but he ain't light on his feet. Yeah. And then he, then he, go, he does a little move and he like dusts off his, dops of his boots. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know whether he was talking about, because he had the boxing gloves for this promo. Yeah. Yeah. They were sitting there and he, yeah, he had the gloves. Uh, so I didn't know if he was talking about boxing footwork or if he was talking about dancing. I have no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, like yeah, he didn't really say which. I get. And the, the little, the little soft shoe we got 
wasn't much to tell if he was dancing or just doing, you know, quick boxing footwork. Yeah. But. But yeah, was, <laughs> but yeah, he did a little dust thing. Yeah, that little, yeah, he little Bubba a little bit though. He's like, you know, yeah, the man can dance. Yeah, he gave him props because he can. He probably, but, probably, probably saw the pop that he got earlier. He's like, <laughs> I need to address this. Yeah, he's like, dang. It's like I gotta, yeah, I gotta say something. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I ain't gotta pop. Yeah, yeah. See, game props at the beginning. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't write the line down. My memory of half was sort of laughing. Yeah, oh, I, I rewound it to where I did now. Bubba's heavy in the seat, but he ain't light on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was funny. Yeah, and those you talk about the box. Yeah, the. Uh, and so his music hits, and he tells him, he tells Big Jack, he's like, my music's on, I gotta go, or something like that. So he goes out, and uh, he goes out the, the thing, and uh, he stops, starts dancing with a young, a, a young girl, and then he, he tries to dance with this skinny girl, skinny white girl. And, and she just sits down. And she was, and she, well, she stood up, she wanted to hug. She just wanted to hug. She went wanting to dance, and, and then he, so he tries to pull her, t- pull her to him to dance, and she would. She wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> she was yeah, just she to sat down aggressively. Yeah, she just wanted a hug. She didn't want to be pulled up and be danced. <laughs> she just, yeah, she knows something. <laughs> it sounds like, dang, you know, made her mad. Because <laughs> yeah, she stood up, like, was going for a hug. He thinks he gradually starts dancing. She was like, no. <laughs> so we, last, got, we got some new tights on Rocky today too. So, He's looking fresh. So last week he he scared the poor kid when he took his hat. This week he's done made the white skinny white girl man. He's turning heel man. That's it. One dance at a time. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that was so funny. So he finishes baby face around the around the crowd. He goes back and gets in the ring. It's Rocky Johnson versus Goliath. Um, the Prince. Uh, he has no graphic this week. I guess. They used their one manager graphic last week for um, <laughs> the three months. <laughs> the one graphic every three months they used it last week. Um, did you never say, uh, said Rocky's at 261 now? Yeah, uh, he's actually addressed him on a weight loss plan. Yeah, he, he, he's, I told you they're, they're trimming down a couple pounds every few weeks. So he's down to 261. His run here stays any longer. He's going to be a cruiserweight. <laughs> I, I think he's running too much D-ball to, <laughs> to ever get that small. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, because he is. What, what was it Hercules Hernandez said in, uh, said in oh, oh, UWF on one of those promos? Ten Diana ball a day, brother? Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, Johnson's always big. He was cut up. He is just he into he's got he's no he's going for no cut he's just, he's gassing out just. Well, I, I think he's going back for a cut when he first came. Oh, when he first came, he definitely in. was, but he's trimming down. But he still still got a lot more mass than he ever had yeah. in his career. He still got a lot of mass. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Goliath got a Goliath got the. Um, I notice this, especially every time somebody gets a new butcher, especially in the 80s, the tag kills me. <laughs> the K&H tag. It, oh, when you first get it, that thing has got more TV time than I think any. Well, it, it, so, for those of you who don't know, K&H, Carl and Hildegard uh, was wherever all the wrestlers just about got their times. 
And that tag on those tights is about two and a half, three inches long. <laughs> it is the biggest tag imaginable. It, that's all I see. That's all I saw this whole match. I couldn't. I because I, I it just it, especially when they're new. After you know you've had it for about a year or two, it 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 stays in it, it stays down usually. But boy, it, so, it softens up. Yeah, but man, but when you get, when you get brand new, it's stiff. <laughs> it's stuck up. It's, it's that papery fabric. <laughs> That's all I saw this whole match. Just, it just kills me. It, it, it's the worst on on, on singlets. Yes, it like is. on trunks and stuff, it stays in. Better, yeah, I, I noticed that. It, it trunks you very ever see one. They on that single that thing. It's the first thing. It's it, boom pops up. <laughs> it's like it's a, the, the, your single has a boner. <laughs> that's that's all I saw. So I don't remember much of the match. <laughs> I kept looking at the tag. Uh, it was it was a very very slow paced match. Which uh, I mean it's it's Goliath. That's what you're going to get. But yeah. this is definitely the longest match Rocky Johnson's had on TV in a while. Yeah. Uh, Rocky dances in and out. In and out of holds. Yeah. Um, this is a little shuck and jive roll through gimmick. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a while because he hadn't had well, a match long enough. Oh, yeah. As I was about to say, he hasn't grabbed a hold. Um, <laughs> Grab a he, hold. Takes an, he takes an ugly backdrop. Oh, I saw that. I was like, man, woo. That's a big. Yeah, that's it, was, a, uh, it was ugly. But, man, the people are so behind Rocky. Yeah. Um, Rocky's doing that valiant selling. Yeah. Or he doesn't go down. He just kind of shakes when you yeah. hit him. Yeah. I mean, he's when I said this was the the Jimmy Valiant era of his career, yeah. the Boogie Woogie Man era. Like I was half kidding, but no, nah, he this is full. Oh, it's smart. Full Jimmy Valiant. It's smart. Oh, it is. I mean, you got when you you know you got you got to realize he's got you know you know take you got to do you, if he, he wants to you know keep working, he's going to you know. You know, take care of that body best you can. And it gets over, you know, might not go with it. So, but so it he sucks him out a little comeback and then he locks on a sleeper hold. Yeah. Hey, baby, we are full Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. I Sleep was saying, up, baby. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, how many times did he put the, that was the his finish on those little uh, 20 second matches that he would do? He'd shoot him in, give him an elbow or something, and then he'd put him in the sleeper. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like Jimmy. It's like you watched the Jimmy Valiant match, then you know last week. It's like that's my match this week, you know. <laughs> uh, so he gets his back turned. Prince comes off the top uh, for the DQ at three minutes and three seconds. Uh, Rocky does what Big Scott Hall did. He's making his own comeback till the rest of the commission hits the ring. Yep. They put the beat down on Rock, and then the babyface hit the ring, send the heels scattering. Yep. But he actually he 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 would he was fighting off, and then um, Don Bass wasn't part of it. Nope, he wasn't there. Uh-uh. Hmm. That's odd. I just realized that. So yeah, the Bayface come out and they they everything you know they help they help Rocky out of the ring. They cut the break. It's a Dave with the Evansville card. Uh, basically. Yeah, because I got on here. It says he says the uh, shock sticks on a pole this match. I got it wrote down. Yeah. So yeah, so that so the third, the second, third one are the same. The first one was different. That's what it was. I know there was something along those lines. Um, let me check my notes and see what I had for what I said about this match. Oh, I put this is the longest match Rocky's had in six weeks. 
it was longer than um, the last five matches combined. This match went longer if you took the five previews and put them together. This one was longer than those five together. <laughs> Which again, it was with Bubba. So it, I mean, uh, with Goliath, I'm sorry. So it had to go longer, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, it had to go longer, but, but it was paced, you know, like it should, so. So, yeah, they, um, so come back to the studio. It's straight to the ring. Nasty Boys music hits. They come out. Greg says Nasty Boys versus Thunderbird and Keith Eric, but it's no Thunderbird. We get Buddy James again. So. Oh, uh, Buddy James. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Gonna say. I was like, I'm going to leave out and see what he says. <laughs> James. Well, I mean, is there much difference between Buddy James and, and, and T-Bird? <laughs> About a foot and a half. Yeah. Beyond that, no. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you got hit that wrong in the head. <laughs> it, it, this is funny. So, it, it, obviously, the Nasty Boys are, are like full-fledged babyface now, right? There's no question. Yeah. Um, so, now they get the uh, the Keith Eric jump start. Yeah. Yeah. Eric I'm go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, but of course the nasty turn around quick and we get a train wreck sending the heels to the floor so the baby faces get their pop. But yeah, Keith Harris got to get that jump start in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he jumped. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I noticed that the, the, the um, I had my notes. The nasty boys are over. They never got any heat when they were heels. They were, and their matches, this dead quiet. They 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 would get no reaction. They're getting a pretty good pop. Yeah, I mean it's not where on the you know Jarrett Travis pop, but it's it. Well, it's a different pop, right? Yeah. Like this is a these are two you know big bad butts. Yeah. Whereas Jarrett and Travis, you heard it was a bit more high pitch. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, but I was shocked though because usually, I mean they've only been what baby faces for. Really, for what two weeks, three weeks, really? So, yeah, well, but, yeah. And then two or three weeks ago was tweener mode. Yeah. So that they, so they're. Yeah, you know, this is the first time I've seen them come out as full fledged yeah, baby faces. Yeah. Yep. And they got a good pop. Um. Let's see. Oh, did you see? This? So it was uh, uh. Buddy James and Sag started. Man, Sag he gave Buddy James. Couple face smacks, then he gained some chops. He was smacking him in the face. Did you see that? They they murdered Buddy James. <laughs> he was smacking him in the face. I was like, dang. And then, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Knobs whoops. <laughs> Knobs comes in. He gives his Buddy James. He he shoots him off. Goes to give him a flying clothesline and. <laughs> And I don't know what happened, man, but he hits Buddy James in the gut. <laughs> See, I thought he was going to give him a shoulder to the gut, but, like, jumped forward weirdly for some reason. Well, Buddy James, it, he hits the ropes all the wrong way. It almost, he, he goes when he turns, and he jumps into him and, like, stops, completely motion, then comes off, so... Even though Brian Knobs is horrible, it, I'm sure it messed up his timing because it was like, because I, I rewind, I was like, man, that was just so messed up looking. 
So, I think it, it was more Buddy James than Brian Knobs messing it up because, yeah, he just hits the ropes. It's like almost a complete stop when he hit, not cut. I mean, like he hits them, and when he goes to bounce, he's like it's just the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. Almost like how women hit them, where it looks like they barely move them, move the ropes when they hit them. Well, some of the women. Uh, I mean, it just looked weird. Yeah, it looked like he was going to give him a shoulder tackle. and I don't know. Yeah, it was just... But I think it was Buddy James's fault. Oh, I'm sure it probably was. The way he hit the road, it had messed up... Had to mess up the timing because it just looked... If you ever go back and look at it, it just looked... The way he went in those ropes is like he should have been moving a lot faster. And I think it just messed... You know, and knobs is so green, you know, he was already going for it and... You know, it just messed up his timing and everything. But, uh, all right, so let's see, where is that? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, oh, then they go to the finish. <laughs> oh, well, Keith Eric comes in. And, uh, the size yeah, and, and they, they, they were mad at Buddy James because when they threw him in to tag Keith Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, yeah. Yeah, they grabbed him and they just slung him backwards into the corner. <laughs> It wasn't like shove him over the They grabbed him and just slung him. He just fell backwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, they were definitely, they were definitely upset, Buddy James. Uh, Eric come in, then uh, Sags went for a backdrop, and then he glommed, he glommed Sags, and then he fell around, Sags no-sold, and got back on uh, Eric. Uh, I'm trying to think. Mesa just... Wasn't much left after that. Was then they went to their fin. The finish was weird. It, it was like a early version of the pounce. But he hit the he like crisscrossed twice. And the first time he almost hit Calhoun. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Calhoun knew what what the finish was. It, they probably told him he was like, huh? But yeah. <laughs> but he crisscrossed like twice. And then Knobs shoved him in his way, and he, yeah, gave him like the early version of a pounce. <laughs> so he just said, that was, the, that was the finish, one, two, three. Um, and you notice, man, right at three, Sags powders out. Knobs gets up and starts yelling uh, for um, Tanaka and Diamond, and they had tape on their foreheads. Uh, I guess they're like, they must have got busted open week before, and they had uh, Diamond and Tanaka written on their tape on their forehead. But So Sags is sitting there yelling the camera. I mean, uh, Nov, Sags powders it. Sags goes to the back. Yeah, I think Sags was hot. Yeah, he was mad. He went to the back. Nov's is still in the ring getting, trying to get, get camera time uh, on uh, on uh, Pat and Paul. And he, he powered out and went to the back. I was like, dang, he is mad. Yeah. He, he left. But I thought that was pretty good, though, um, with the tape gimmick. But, um, oh, me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of anything else about this match. I think it's about it because it had the um, the tape. I like the tape. That was different. You know, usually don't. You'll see them with tape, you know, and they get busted. But they actually had Paul and Pat's names on their on their head tape. That was pretty cool, I thought. Different, you know? Yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was, it was, you know, it was definitely focusing and furthering their angle without yeah. them having any promo time. Yeah, yeah I thought it was good. It was, it was creative. And then I put down, 
about this match. I said, can you imagine a singles match? Brian Knobs against Buddy James. <laughs> Hello? I, I, I'm sitting here trying to picture it, and I don't want to. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, we watch them, and you know how green they are. I bet there's not one person on the face of the earth in 1987 that's been watching this program and would say, man, these guys were going to be one of the most famous tag teams in the world and, and become millionaires. Who would think that about Buddy James and Keith Eric? <laughs> I know, man. I mean, there. I mean, seriously, you think about it. There is not one person would have said... That's going to be one of the most popular tag teams of all time, you know, and going to make big money in this business. Who would have thought the fat blonde one's going to be Hogan's best friend? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons they made so much money. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I'm teasing, obviously. Yeah, but yeah exactly. I, mean, I, I also realize that, like, back in the day, so... People are so hard on, on new wrestlers now. You know what I mean? If things aren't te done technically well or yeah. whatever. You watch old back in the day and stuff when guys were just starting out. It's obvious that you learned on the road. Yeah, you did. Because you see guys early first matches. Yeah. And I've been watching a lot of Memphis even outside this era. And like, they're garbage. Yeah. Like I start out, they, yeah, if you learn, that's how you learn. Uh, you know, you almost... And it's actually good and, and safer, but you almost overtrain now, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you would have called, you know, bottle opener, head scissor for one of the nasty boys to take, you'd probably die giving it to yeah. him. Yeah. You know, but you just learned on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a different, weird business back then because, like, I don't know, and I think it was even sped up more for bigger guys. You see that a lot in the bigger guys. Yeah. Usually the smaller guys come out, and they have more of the technique and everything yeah. off the bat. But the bigger guys are like, oh, you can club and fall occasionally? Sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, you know, the big guys back then, you just, yeah, you just give them a little, a little, little bit of training as you can and get them, then you like, there you go. Back then, you know? Yeah, it's like you wanted to get your return on investment as soon as possible. And on a big guy, it's less, you have less time, I guess. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, back I don't then, know too, the, you, you was always I don't like, know the thought behind it. Well, but. I think I'll tell you was, hey, this guy, I see some monkey be made with this big guy. I'm going to get him now before he's some, some other promoter gets him. You know what I'm saying? Another guy in the territory season takes him to... Uh, you know, Joe Blow is leaving the territory next week. He might take his guy with him, you know? So let's get him in here and, you know, you know what I'm saying? I think. Yeah, I guess the thought was, you know, we've got good guys who can work around them. Yeah. You wouldn't you know, get that, from that, that's what, and, and that's where you get the, you know, ultimate warriors of the world who you look back on and were terrible, but yeah. they were just big. Yeah. And, you know, some never learned, some did. Sting learned. Warrior didn't. Yeah. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of had to do his attitude, too. Yeah. And I think... what I think, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I also feel like that's why so many of the big guys burned out so quick, yeah. too. Because they didn't want to get better. And I think... 
maybe, you know, it would have been different if Slater would have stuck Warrior's head in the sink, in the toilet, I mean. Yeah? Oh, probably, yeah. He might have came out better. He would have come out better if they, if they both got their heads stuck in the toilet, but Slater, you know? Well, I mean, Sting went on that dark journey, so. <laughs> well, you're full of tonight, ain't you? I guess. Okay, well, saying that, we're going to take a little time out here, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, but before we do, let's give a uh, little time for plugs here. Um, you can get your Territorial Wrestling Review shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, and from now until noon on September the 7th, ProWrestlingTees.com is doing a Labor Day sale. Save 20% on everything in the store using promo code Labor Day. And if you want a Territorial Wrestling Review shirt, go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Jeremiah Plunkett. And also, go visit Scott Till's uh, site at crowbarpress.com. He's got books, DVDs, really some good books. Um, Like, I didn't know, you said he still has The Hooker on there. Uh, Luthez's book, I thought it was out of print, but didn't you say it was still available? I saw it still on the site, yep. Yeah, so uh, I know a lot of people talk about that book. so he He's got it. the Fall Guys as well. Which is what he told me is one of his best-selling books that he has. Um, so go check out uh, Crowbar Press and uh, see what Scott Teal's got. Like he's got a lot of stuff. And um, Scott's a great guy, so show him a little love. All right, so we're back now. And uh, the Nasty Boys, like I said, uh, <laughs> Sags was mad. He, ran, he, he went straight to the back. Nav was still in the ring talking. So then... They cut straight to a commercial. I mean, it goes right into it. And it's Jerry Lawler. He's talk- He is selling vinyl siding now. <laughs> Not just vinyl siding, Quentin. Vinyl <laughs> siding and windows. Oh, that's right. And not only is he, he uh, is selling them, he got some for his mom's house. Oh, that was awful nice of him. Hey, hey. Hey, you got you got you, you know, Mama took care of you growing up. You got you got to take care of her, you know, when she gets older. So he he had the windows and signing stall, and he liked it so much he started his own company. And it's called, and I, did I write it down? Yeah, I did. King Lawler Signing and Windows. I mean, you could have guessed. <laughs> it's not the most original name. <laughs> I looked at my notes. I put down. I put. I remember this um, for about a year, half, year and a half, maybe almost going up to two, probably about two years. There was an ad in the program every week for Lawler signing window, King, King Lawler signing windows, a little uh, thing on the insert, and you know, or sometimes on the back of the insert, sometimes it'd actually be on the back of the program, you know, actually print on things, just not on the insert. Um, so his advertisement will be there every week for this. I do remember that now. When I saw this commercial, I brought me back. I was like, that was in the program every week. So, yeah. So well, I mean, if it was 2020 and Memphis Wrestling was still around, you'd have advertisements, I'm sure, for Jerry the King Lawler's barbecue. You know, I was thinking, I had the number up there, and I was like, well, I know Nashville, I, I wish I had my, so I sold all those programs that I found uh, a while back. I wish I had, you know what, actually, I do have, I, I scanned them. Uh, 
I'm going to look back and see, because like I said, I, these are the national programs, because I'm assuming that was a uh, Evansville number that was on there. Um, so I'm wondering, because um, it was in the national program, so if, if he had like an if it's a national number on there, I'm going to see. I'm going to check and see. So you're wondering if he had like a chain going? Yeah. Know, the big or, or at least just in the uh, loop, t- you know, the, the the main, you know, Memphis, Nashville, Evansville, the four, the four towns, you know. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check that out and see. Cause I, like I said, I remember the. Um, I remember in the programs. It was in there every week. The because um, I was thinking, huh, he's got a construction company. But I don't remember ever seeing that commercial though. I'm, I'm sure I saw it. But I just don't could you know don't remember it. But yeah, uh, it was in the program for about two years. I remember. All right, so uh, well, that's my note. I keep. So I wrote down my notes. I keep. I should have put them on a different page. I, I keep wanting to read my notes. And, okay, where is it at? There it is. All right. So we're gonna do the commercial. Um, it goes. It goes. Whoever recorded this um, back in '87, most likely, um, when they cut, they messed up when they started the recording back because it was already basically in progress. Uh, of Dave Brown uh, talking to Bill Dundee. So we actually missed everybody coming out there, basically. Um, but everybody out there, it was, um, it was Bill Dundee, Tracy Smothers, Jeff Jarrett, Nasty Boys, and Billy Travis. Uh, like I said, Dundee was basically finishing up. Um, they are talking about their war games match. Um, and it was crazy because they all went one by one in order, you notice it was like they and they it's like give ten it's like you know before they turn out there you got ten seconds to plug your your gimmick, you know, and they made them go in single file order. It seemed like oh yeah, it was definitely running the line. Like this may yeah. well have been you know the pre tapes. It was just like it was it was like it reminded me of like grade school. <laughs> you know you you should line you walk up to the mic. Blah, 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 blah. Then you walk off, the next person comes up, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you noticed, um, Dundee, he, uh, was this the one where he, hold on, I'm trying to think, or did I put that in my notes? Give me one second. <laughs> Go ahead, keep, finish it out for me, because I think I wrote something in my notes about this. I didn't really have much to say. Like you said, they all, they all got like 10 seconds to try to say one cute line or something like yeah. that, and that was it. Uh, the only thing other than that I have is uh, specifically by the Nasty Boys, Jack Deaton seems extremely tickled. Yeah, because the Nasty Boys, when they, get, they start hitting themselves with, the, with the, the straps. He's going crazy back there. <laughs> yeah, he's, had, he's having a good old time. You should have put him in the crowd. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he was he was like head cheerleader head cheerleader today, man. He was. We have the nice boys are hitting each other with the belts, which I thought was good. It, you know, it it added more to them. I thought, you know, because yeah. you know they're nasty, mean, tough. They're just beating the crap each other on with the belt, you know. So what you know, it, it just I think I thought it was good. 
It added more. It added more to them because because this was so straight line in order. You you know, it's like you say this. You say you know, ten seconds, ten seconds, it, five seconds. You know what I'm saying? Boom, you're gone. Boom, you're gone. You know, and them doing they they did their spill, and they they just started hitting each other. So it was like I thought that was good. It it, it added something because it would it would it got you know it, stale. Because it was no fl- it was no flash, it was dull. So I'm saying. Yeah, and then we go. I mean, we go straight into the next segment. It's the exact same thing, but yeah. then with the bad guys. Yeah. Just, um. And this was a lot of the same. It was a lot of it not much, much. It was pretty much the exact way it went in order, and they it basically the same. It was like they both told them, you know, okay, you, you're here, you're here, you're here. You give us five, five, ten, ten. You know, boom. It was like the same thing, but it got good at the end. <laughs> yeah, so it, I, have, I have three highlights on this one. It got uh, saved. This segment got, Babyface's segment didn't get saved. The, the Hills segment of it got saved. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, here's my three highlights. Uh, my first one comes from Big Bubba. You know, obviously he's in a boxing, boxing match, right? So let's uh, do a little Ali. Yeah. I'm going to float like a butterfly. I'm going to sting like a bee. And I'm going to knock Rocky Johnson right out of his family tree. Yeah, family tree. I enjoyed that. I said that family tree. I said, dang, that's funny. <laughs> that was good, yeah. And the next two are obviously from The Prince. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> First one. Jerry Lawler, you and the boys and a thorn in my side, because I got more important things to worry about, like keeping all my women satisfied. Yes! Ha! Ah, 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 when he said that, I died, man. And, and then he ends it, because he's got to bring it around to himself, right? He's the leader of the commission. Yes. And he's also the fox that rocks the sensation of the nation. I like it nasty, and I like it rough. The prince don't stop till I get enough. Yeah. You suckers are going down. <laughs> you suckers going down. <laughs> Bro, they need more of that in wrestling today. I'm sorry. I know that probably it'd be frowned upon, but it man. It was awesome. It was, oh, it's so good. Yeah, like I said, they saved it, man. Because the, the, the heels, like I said, they, they, did, they did what they were told. You know, and the way they had it set up was, was doomed to not get over. And he... He's like, uh-uh, not on my segment. <laughs> so yeah, he saved that man. That was, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I could, I don't know how he kept a straight face. So he said, all my women isn't satisfied. I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah, he, he it was, um, that was really good. Uh, so he leaves. They, uh, he leaves, and uh, Dave throws it to the ring for the fourth match. It's. Uh, it's a six-man, Diamond, Tanaka, and this was crazy, because I write down when on the actual match, I write down what the graphic actually says. This was, it was the graphic killed me. It said, Diamond, Tanaka, and Carl. <laughs> it's like, should that have been Fergie? It's like, last name, last name, then a first name. I, I caught that, too, and I immediately started laughing, thinking it was Carl from Sling Blade. <laughs> It's like Carl. <laughs> I was like, it just it was little stuff like that. It just it made me laugh. Um, let's see, they were facing. Uh, it's, it's like I said, I read it like he says. Uh, Jarrett, Travis, and Smothers. I looked at the time, and it was like, um, oh gosh, there were still like twenty minutes, wasn't there? 
Yeah. I was like, man, they're actually going to put some time in. So, um, start off, the first fall, it's um, Jeff Jarrett and Fergie. And um, Fergie starts off just pounding on Jarrett. And, um, which I thought was kind of odd. Let me put that in the wrong spot. I keep, I keep picking up the papers that I read. I keep, I gotta pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> so oh, while what, what you're doing that, the Babyface team is massively over. Yes, gosh. I mean, the, that high-pitched scream we were talking about is at a fever pitch. Yeah, it you is know, blaring. Throw, throw young, good-looking Tracy Smothers in on that team. Yes. Oh, man, they're all about it. Uh, and, and, yeah, Fergie does start off with some heat, but Jarrett turns around and ends up throwing six hip, hip tosses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, yeah, I put on there, a nice opening spot. We got a, it was a reverse, drop-down leapfrog, hip toss. Uh, Diamond feeds in for hip toss. Then Fergie feeds up. Because I was thinking, shouldn't that have been Pat feeding in for the hip toss? I think Fergie got up faster. He did get up. He got shot up, and... It was awkward, too, because Jeff was like, oh, crap. And it, it was a weird-looking hip toss. I don't think I think Jeff was ready for Pat to feed in. And, yeah, Fergie fed up fast on that. Dude, Fergie impressed me so much in this match. Like, he's generaling this whole thing. And he's in and his late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, and he's the workhorse of this match, too. Like, if it starts getting boring, Carl comes in. It's... He's awesome. He, I became a real yeah, big he, fan. He he was everybody worked hard in this match. Um, so then so so Fergie took the hip toss. Uh, then Pat fed in, and it was like then they go and then then uh, Fergie. It, it was just like then everybody took hip toss. Hip, it was it's like everybody kept taking hip toss, and finally Fergie. The, Pat took the last one. Fergie fed up and stumbles over to the feeds to the Bayface corner, and uh, then everybody powders out. But yeah, it was it was like hip toss city, man. It was like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it was a hip tossing hip tossing machine, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, big time. And so then we get we get Smothers and Tanaka in. They run a beautiful high spot. Oh my gosh, was, that was an awesome it, it ends with one of the most gorgeous arm drags. Yes! Wasn't that sweet? Oh my gosh, what an arm drag. Yeah, it was It was so good. It wasn't Steamboat, but it was just as pretty. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Steamboat. It was, it, lo- it was so smooth and it looked good. Oh, it was, it was really good. Um, I'm trying to think what they, what did they do? Because it was, they switched up a little bit. I'm not, I don't think I wrote it down. Well, they go to the heat on Smothers right out, right after the arm drag. Uh, the finish of the match is an O'Connor attempt, uh, and Fergie ducks out of the way. We Tracy eats a Prince right hand. Did he have a gimmick oh, on on his hand? I tried to see. I couldn't tell if he did. It or not. didn't look like it. Okay, I couldn't tell. Couldn't I, tell I thought it might have just been a surprise right because okay. it was a solid looking shot. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah. Um, he may, he may have, or he may forgot to put it on. I don't know. I didn't well, see him beat a gimmick I, on. I rewound it, and I couldn't tell. So yeah. I don't know if he, you know, if it was just a, you know, one of those, yeah, punch or not. Because the but, camera didn't have, couldn't, and I didn't, I run back to list, try to listen if they said if he had, you know, if the uh, announcer said anything, but I don't think they ever said anything, though. Yeah, but we get a, a rare hill victory in fall one. Yeah. So the cut to, uh, cut to break, goes Dave, does the, Evansville card. It's the same one from the second um, 
second rundown. Uh, so to come back, uh, Dave, <laughs> Big Jack's at the at, at the at the desk. Um, everybody comes back out for the second fall. And the only thing I didn't know about this, the Bayface and the Hills came out. They came out kind of slow. The Bayfaces just kind of came out. Shouldn't they have been hot? Mad? Yeah, you would have thought so too, but I think they, they realized, oh man, we've got to put in some time. Yeah, that's I'm thinking so. Probably, yeah. And, and we do. We slow the tempo way down. Yes. Uh, Diamond plays the hair pulling game with Tracy. Yeah, they did that for, what, three or four times at least? They did it three or four times before uh, Tracy hops off a drop kick and another gorgeous arm drag. Oh, man, the spot was, um, I wrote down that, I wrote down that this one, that's what, I never wrote down one of the ones. It was, um, tackle, drop down, leapfrog, drop kick, arm drag, and then, um, Yeah. Into the arm drag. Yeah, the arm drag wasn't as good as the first one. That first one with Tanaka was just, oh, man. Oh, uh, it wasn't as good, but it's still really good. Yeah. But uh, that was a good spot, man, because, yeah, it was, yeah. Leapfrog and, uh, let's see. Didn't they do? Okay, here it was. Here it was. Uh See, so, uh, didn't Jarrett and uh, Jarrett comes in, Tanaka comes in, he bumps uh, Tanaka around a while. Then Tracy comes in, hits a monkey flip, and uh, then a flying head scissors and a drop kick on Fergie. Yeah, later, later on in the match, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that was because usually that's rare you see a monkey flip and a flying head scissors in the same match. And when we say flying head scissors, we're talking old school bottle opener head scissors. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm saying is, yeah, man, he got up, he almost went off the ropes. Did you see? Yeah. Cause see, Fergie's a tall dude too. Everyone wrote Fergie's a pretty tall guy. He's at least six two, and um, and you know Tracy's a big. He's, he's, yeah, he went up and they went. He straightened out and he was way on up and he had to grab the rope. <laughs> but yeah, you very rarely see even in '87 a monkey flip and a head scissors in the same match. You know, but that was a good little spot. Yeah, did, did, did Fergie he bumped out, didn't he? Yeah, I bumped straight through the ropes on the drop yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah, took the uh, bump through the ropes on the drop kick. Uh, so they slow it down a little bit. Then Billy comes in. He doesn't. Then they get the uh, heat on Billy. Um, then the prince. Uh, he got a little outside cheating on Billy, didn't he? Yeah, he, he snuck in another right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Billy trying to come back. The heels cut him off. Um, I'll, I'll say this too Billy Travis is trying to give Tanaka a run on his bump card because you know we always talk about how Tanaka is the best bumper in the business Billy was bumping hard and solid everybody was working hard in this match yeah everybody. this could be an arena match anywhere and it'd be great this I mean everybody worked, was worked hard in this I was really shocked I mean they all worked hard for back then but this match I mean it was good. I mean, they were, you know, like I said, you usually don't see a head scissors and a monkey flip the same. I mean, they were really, and everything was set in, you know, like at that one spot, you know, it just, it was good, man. Everybody was there. It was on. Everybody was working hard, trying to make it look really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, this is one of the, the rare, you know, 
I say rare, but they they definitely worked harder in this than they do on normal television matches. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think because they put in they were put in some time, so I think they figured let's we're gonna put in some time. We're gonna you know sculpture this you know you know, and I think Fergie I think Fergie had something to prove to um, to himself to some of the older guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get it, and he, I mean, he definitely did it. Like I said, he was the workhorse of this match, yeah. and, I, and I feel like he was the general out there as well. Oh, yeah, definitely was. Yeah, definitely. Um, we get an awkward hot tag just because I, I think it wasn't sure if they made the tag yeah, or not yeah, to Tracy. It kinda, yeah, it was like he went to tag, and I think he actually did miss. But Calhoun said, go ahead, and Tracy, okay, and he hopped in. I think he actually did miss him, I think. But yeah, so we, we get to come back, ping, 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 ping. Uh, it breaks down, but we can't throw it out because it's fall two, and then that would give the heels the victory. So uh, we get a sunset flip on Carl Fergie by Tracy Smothers with an assist with the clothesline from Jeff Jarrett for the pin in nine minutes, 41 seconds. Yeah, so they got that, yeah, they got in the sixth way, and I was like, oh, you, it's like, yeah, you're going to have to let him go because it's, it's already got one fall. Yes, he hits a sunset flip. And he and Jared hits a clothesline. Um, it's kind of you know it 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 was kind of like a payback. You know they got screwed on the first one. That you know hey we got y'all back too. You know so the uh, baby faces powder. They cut to break. They come back. Dave's at the desk uh, and he throws it to a Rocky Johnson video. And, it's the same. Yeah, and they didn't cut. They didn't cut the break right oh, after that's the right. match. That's right. I'm sorry. And that's they go. Right. Well, we'll see if we have more time left. But first, a video of Rocky that's Johnson. What it was? Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, they went to Dave the desk and said, "We'll check our time for the third fall." Here's the Rocky Johnson. Yeah, and it's the same one from last week. Same video. Yeah, here's a Rocky Johnson video to eat up that time, so we don't have to go to fall three. Yeah, exactly. That's what it, that's what it was. Uh, so then, and they cut the break after the Johnson video, right? Yes. Okay. So I come back after that, and uh, uh, back with Dave and Jack at the desk. Uh, they give today's show's results. Um, and did you notice? Yep. This I already was know where you're going. This was uncut. This is what I was talking about earlier. Um, talking about Dundee. I couldn't remember. And this is what I was thinking about the Dundee thing. It was the actual Memphis feed. They didn't edit it out. Uh, for the, because you know they always do the. Have you ever noticed the rundown is never with the crowd there, because it's cut up, putting the into the loop tapes. You know, the, it's for the. You know they do a they do a one for the loop tape and they do the one for the, the Memphis. Um, oh, I think Memphis is live, but then the, but the I don't know how they actually do it, but anyway, well they'd have to. Well, anyway, there's two endings because there's always. Because uh, you never get the, on the loop tape, you never get um, that Memphis part. They didn't cut it out on this one. Um, so, what they say is, uh, the George Barnes match segment with, uh, with Dundee, uh, oh, what was it? What did they say? I, can't, I didn't write I just said it wasn't edited out. That's all I'm here. What did it say? Uh, he was... Okay, so basically, Bill Dundee uh, told George Barnes that he'd wrestle him anytime, anywhere, but he won't put the hair or jumpsuits on the line. 
Barnes says, okay, how about this? You wrestle me right here, right now, title on the line. And if I win, then you have to wrestle me with your hair and jumpsuits on the line. That's what it was, yeah. I just I didn't write, I just wrote that down that the George Barnes Dundee segment was from the Memphis show and it wasn't edited. I didn't actually put out what it was about. Okay. All right, that's what it was about. Um, now, they told about it, though, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, no, Georgia Barnes beat him, so now yeah. he has to have the hair match. And Bubba interfered. Didn't they say yeah. Bubba, Bubba come out and interfered, right? Yep. Okay. Hmm. So, I'm wondering... Do you think Barnes? Well, he was in the okay. Well, Barnes wasn't on the Evansville card, but Dundee said he was going to be in that battle royal, though, wasn't he? Because then he said yes. he was coming. So, so there might have been. Well, I know Lawler didn't come to Evansville for a battle royal, but Don Bass, like I said, Don Bass and Mark Starr weren't on the card, so they might have been actually might have been on the Evansville card. Um. They just uh, wasn't just on the, doing the battle royals, you know. I don't want to think about it, cause yeah, cause I remember that. Yeah, cause he said he's gonna get in the battle royal. Okay, yeah, all right. But yeah, that was odd that, that um, we didn't. They didn't edit it out and put the um, edited one on on the loop bicycle tape, you know. They just went with the Memphis feed. That's odd, yeah. I just thought it was overlooking like normal. <laughs> it wasn't odd. It was just, they just didn't care. <laughs> maybe because Lance wasn't there, they didn't feel like... Maybe Lance just wanted... Maybe sets all that up, you know? I mean, it wasn't Jack Eaton. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> uh, pretty sure. That's a betting man. I say in ninety nine point nine. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's if Lance has something to do with that. Cause you, yeah, I'm think I bet he does. I bet he probably he gets that. You know, he probably has something to do with that. And he wasn't there, so they were like, ah, screw it. <laughs> you know, I wonder about that. Hmm. But yeah, it just I don't know. Anyway, so Dave signs off. Music hits, and we're done. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I pretty much I don't know, I went through my notes while I went through here. Um pretty much talked about most of the stuff. Um a few things I didn't say mention. Um one thing I tell you, I, I put in my notes. The crowd usually like you know, it, this is shoot. When school starts back up, usually your crowds do die down a little bit. They usually die down first of summer, because that's the first time everybody, it's summertime, everybody's out, you know, doing stuff. So your crowds do go down. Back then, they would go down. Uh, Mid-summer, they start picking back up. Then when school would start, your crowds would go back down for a couple weeks. It just, it always did. Um, these studio crowds haven't went down at all. No, not one bit. They've had the overflow over by the Bayface doors completely packed, standing room only, that little overflow part right there, every week. And, man, they are loud. Oh, my gosh, they've been loud. It, especially like, you, you know, you're talking about when um, uh, 
Travis and Jarrett Smothers come out. Yeah, it was almost deafening, man. It, it yeah, it, it they haven't lost, at least I don't know how the houses have been, but the studio show, they've still been put, packing them in there, man. So, um, let's see. Another thing, this show made everything we've been saying about Lance Russell true and even more about how he guides the show. And oh, absolutely. The show. With him not there, you could tell a difference. And I think I think that's why they did those segments with the baby face and the heels where it was all lined up, boom, 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 because they knew Lance wasn't there. If they let him go out there and do their own deal, Lance wasn't there to draw him back in. I think that's why they did it like that. Because why would you you bring back a gimmick angle, you know, the gimmicks and angle another week and, um, you know, and you rush it, both segments. You know, you rush through it. I think it's because Lance wasn't there to know, to know if, if we just go out there and say, okay, you go out there and plug your gimmick, you plug your, you know, just whatever. You know, like they tell you. They just take you, give you a random thing and you run with it, right? They knew Lance wasn't going to be, wasn't there today. So I'm thinking they had, they told them, you line up, this is the order we're going. Five seconds, five seconds, the last guy gets his 10 seconds, you know? Because they knew Lance wasn't there to reel him in and, and to guide it. What do you think? I think you're probably right on that. I mean, they did kind of dummy the layout. You know what I mean? Yeah. They made it user-friendly. Yeah, because like, I'm telling you, man, this, like, everything we've been saying about Lance is dead on. And, and, and no, no, um, it's no disrespect to Dave, but Lance is the one that always does it, you know? That, you know, it's, uh, and I ain't saying that Dave couldn't do it, but Lance is so good at it, and it's natural for him. And just, you know, I, I really think that that's the, way the, re the reason why it was laid out like it, because he wasn't there. And there's a lot of, you know, young guys that can't really, you know, hasn't really, you know, talk-wise. You know, you had some you, you wouldn't have to worry about, but some of them you would, you know, just in case. I think that's what they did that for. So... Also, what we say about Lance, this show made it even more true. Um, let's see. Oh, some more homework I did. Uh, Scott, we talked about Scott Hall. Um, you know, we talked about he he maybe he went back to AWA. He hadn't been in AWA since '86. <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> uh, late '86, early '87. He actually came. He came from Florida when he came in. A, little, uh, a few weeks back, um, we could go where it was. Uh, when he, he left, he came into that Memphis. Uh, he he went and did a WWF TV taping on August twenty third, eighty seven, and then he went to New Japan on August twenty fourth. He was in New Japan all the way up until he came back to the United States and worked um, Nashville on twelve ten. 87. He had a long, long tour in Japan for New Japan. So that's why, he, so, I, so I'm sure that, that New Japan money was a lot better than them Jerry Jarrett payoffs. 
Oh, guaranteed. So you can't but you can't blame him because you know it's like he thought he's fishing to get a big push. You know where they, you know he fought everybody off and everything. He's like, oh, he's fishing to get a push. You know, he, you know, I guess uh, Noki. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, Jerry Jarrett money on this hand, Anoki money on this hand. Ah, oh, which one are you taking? <laughs> yeah. But he had, like I said, he had a good little run, a good long tour there. I was shocked. Um, the, the many dates as he worked. Uh, so I've looked that up, and uh, it was, and I guess he must have left on good times because he came back. His first show back in the states was the Nashville card for twelve ten. So I'm sure, I'm sure, um, you know, Jared. I guess he, you know, told him, "Hey, I'm going to go work for Anoki these dates." You know, um. And the, uh, remember I was talking about the Continental Wrestling, you know, the territory. I said there was a guy that slept on the beach. He'd come in and work the territory. Uh, it was uh, Rick McGraw. Was the okay. one. And uh, Mark Gordy's the one at, at, at Smart Me Up. He said, hey, the, he said, I listened to the podcast. I said, the guy that slept on the beach was Rick McGraw. I said, oh, thank you. I was like, now I remember it now. But yeah, Mark Gordy helped me on that one. So give him Gordy a little love on that. He, he smarted me up to it. It was Rick McGraw. And, uh, but yeah, it was crazy, man. He, he just slept on the beach. Um, I give this show a slight mm, one thumbs up. And that's only because that six man was really good. There's not really, yeah. wasn't nothing really bad, but that six man was, was really good. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to one thumbs up as well. Um, so, like, like I said, highlights for me, obviously, the six man, uh, and and then the the dance leading off. The, the dance was good. I forgot. Yeah. That, that that was tremendous. Yeah, um, that was good. Uh, uh, other than that, like that Goliath match was boring. Like just really slow. Yeah. And then the Nasty's match was terrible. <laughs> but um, probably, the, what the, all the, the nasty follows were nothing to like write home about besides certain exceptions yeah yeah it, it was just there there was nothing really you know like I said the six men saved it for me and the dancing yeah I forgot about that the dance thing at the beginning which was, did look really good with the, with the lights off and that spotlight because I'm thinking, yeah very I, good I don't I'm thinking back. I can't remember when they ever cut the lights out and did a spotlight in the studio. I'm sure I can't they, think of any either. They might have, but I, you know, I don't remember it. If they did, they very it was very rare, but it looked good. But yeah, so I give it one, you know, one thumbs up. Yeah. Um, next week's show is a studio show, so I'll look, turn it over to see what how it came on. So. Uh, I guess that's probably about it. Oh, I do want to say something. Uh, uh, we lost uh, one of the true legends in the sport of wrestling uh, this week. Bullet Bob Armstrong passed away. I never met the guy. Uh, but you know, that's one person I've never heard anybody say one word bad about. No, not one. And yeah, everything I've heard about him has been good. I'm, and you know you even get people that you know get bitter and they say bad stuff about people that probably ain't true you, you still don't even get that I've never heard anybody say you know you, you know anything everything everything about him is positive you know so and uh, 
So we, he passed away. Was he eighty? I think he was eighty. Eighty years old, yeah. yeah. And apparently he had been uh had been battling, I believe, cancer yeah. for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, and to the point of loved his wife so much when she went down with her health problems. Uh, he's from what I read, and I may have read this incorrectly. Uh, put his cancer stuff on the the back burner to to be there for her. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, he didn't do the chemo and stuff. That's what I heard too. That he did the chemo treatments and stuff and all that. And uh, yeah, cause she just passed away. What a month ago? Two months very ago? Very recently. I can't yeah. remember when. But it was, it was like, very, it was very like recently. Uh, it was like right after their anniversary. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I believe if I remember right, her health concerns were dementia. Yeah. Alzheimer's or dementia, one of the yeah, two. Well, yeah, it was something like that, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he was working, I mean... I, 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 I believe his funeral is actually, as we're taping this, today. Is it today? Okay. I believe so. Okay. I knew it was sometime pretty soon. Um, I believe Brother Jack Lord uh, posted something about it today. Okay. Um, the, uh, I didn't realize, you know, I always knew he was older, and... You know, and you, I was added up the years. It's like, man, you know, he was in his forties. Uh, you know, in that in his big, you know, that long eighties continental run, and, and closer to his fifties. You know, it's like, wow, he was always great. I mean, he was never well. When he was younger, he was built up good. I mean, he was he he was had that just old. Old timers, just stout, body, you know, what I'm saying strong body. You know, he wasn't a bodybuilder, but he was big. You know, that old look. And um, yeah, I didn't realize he was that he was old as he was. Um, he didn't look it. He didn't move like it in the ring. Uh, you know, in the '80s, he still worked really. You know, and then when he did the uh, commissioner's thing in Smoky Mountain, you know, he was uh, uh, mid to late '50s, and he, I mean, he looked like a million dollars still. Yeah, had them, you know. He still had that big, he still had a big chest and big, you know. And um, so, uh, yeah, he he um, he was older than I thought he was, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those guys. Like I said, never heard a bad word about him. Um, so he he, uh, it's sad he's gone, but um, you know he he's not suffering from the cancer. So that that's the only thing you look look at it as. So. Uh, uh, but you got anything else to add to this? Uh, I'm good if you are. All right, folks. Well, it looks like we got another one. Another one in the books. For Jeremiah Plunkett, Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.